It's BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Bright light city, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. BYU Sports Nation, live from Las Vegas in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, March 5th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. Big Blue, our TV production truck has made the venture south. To me, it's a transformer, an Autobot. It's like Optimus Prime. Yes. The greatest leader of the Autobots. <laughs> can we get a trans? Can we get a toy where Big Blue transforms into like an Optimus Prime character? The plastic toys that transform like that, not that cool. Cooler in the movies. Yeah. But we're in Vegas. Very excited to be here. The fifth year the BYU TV has been down here to participate in broadcasting the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. Second year for BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the simulcast. We run radio for five, six months, and then boom goes the dynamite. I can't believe it has been a year. I can. It's been a long time. We've done a lot of shows. You know, it's weird. It feels like, yeah, we've done a lot. It's been really busy, but here we are again. Yeah, Back it's, in and, Las Vegas. And it's great to be here. I mean, the San Diego women's team is warming up behind us. We've got a full slate of games today on BYU TV. Four games starting at 2 Eastern time. Nope, 3 Eastern time. Uh, BYU Sports Nation live from Vegas through Tuesday. It's going to be a Saturday edition of the show. We are pumped to be here. It's going to be a great week. If you're new to the program, his name is Jerem Jordan, and he is the next star of Blue Man Group with that haircut. I'd probably have to pick it as requested by some people, but I did not do... <laughs> is that your next guarantee? Right. If BYU no, no. wins the West Coast Conference <laughs> Tournament, I'll bick my head! No, I'm not... No. I opened my big mouth once already. <laughs> More than once. It cost me. Oh, great to have you along with us. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation as always. Members welcome. Who benefits the most from Christian Stewart playing in spring ball? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At WAP17, WAP, WAP, I need to check if I have any eligibility left. The defense could benefit from a QB, six foot, 320 pounds. Let's play. Isn't there a six foot three twenty guy in the in the AFL in the Arena Football What's League? What's his name again? He played at Kentucky. Yeah, Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, Lorenzo. It was Lorenzo. It's Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Yeah, I think he's like three sixty though. Wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say Wop, about you that. Wop. Listen, at Wop seventeen, you may have a future in this. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go no on that. My. Uh professional uh, opinion on that. Use the hashtag BYUSN way in, though. Who benefits the most from Christian Stewart playing in spring ball? Is it Christian? Is it BYU's offense? Defense? Is it the fans? Is it the fans All at the, the spring game? Christian Stewart's playing QB at the spring game. What now. if he has There's the greatest spring to watch. game ever? What if he throws for like 350 and four touchdowns, and does he get carried off on the shoulders of his teammates? I want there to be a Rudy moment. Dun, 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 dun. I want Vince Vaughn to be like, Rudy! Rudy. Isn't that weird? Vince Vaughn was in Rudy? Side note. He was a punk, too. He was a receiver in Rudy. It's so weird. R- a running back. Skin- if you had half the heart of Rudiger, you'd have been All-American. A skinny Vince Vaughn. Yes, sir. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What we're talking about today. Game day, of course, in Vegas for BYU women's basketball. They are the nightcap at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Get a nap in. Yeah, make sure you're watching the ladies. It is win or your season is over. It's also the home opener oh, for maybe BYU WNIT baseball. for them. Well, uh, yeah, Probably. That's, tr- that's true. Yeah. WNIT. I like to make it dramatic, you know. 
That was more dramatic. Didn't Kayla. it sound better? Well, I just like facts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee, right? There's no guarantee there's that no there's guarantee not a guarantee that, that there there's will a guarantee be another guarantee that there's no guarantee. Oh my goodness. Where, are we back? Yes. When did, I thought is this a rehearsal? Home opener for BYU baseball today against Hartford. BYU's playing baseball in Provo in, on March 5th. It snowed the other day. They were playing baseball in February in a scrimmage, and it was like 65 degrees. Yeah, that well, that was a sign of the apocalypse. Whatever. BYU football spring practice continues. Again, why Christian Stewart is enjoying an experience that maybe no other quarterback in college has ever had. A note or two from that, by the way. Bronson Fusi yesterday basically said he feels like he's more of a de- defensive end now, which is what I think everyone wanted. After last season, uh, Jeterius Gully, we learned, moved to offensive line. Our favorite horse-riding uh, lineman <laughs> of all time at BYU. And uh, spring practice continues. Exciting. Love it. Rise and shout on that note. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. See, stew, throw. Then Monday, Coach Beck calls me and says, hey, McCoy got hurt. How would you feel about doing spring ball? And, you know, I'm going to school, and school's pretty – it comes natural, naturally for me, so I'm bored. i got nothing to do all day. So, like, yeah, shoot, I'll come play. This is an unprecedented, groundbreaking situation for Christian Stewart and BYU football. We've never heard of it before. They aren't even sure it was legal in the NCAA bylaws. Oh, it's legal. It passed the test from BYU Compliance. They looked at all the rules, and here we are, number seven, back in practice, doing his thing. I checked with Compliance. Here's the bylaw. 12.8.2.5. He's receiving institutional financial aid. His five-year clock hasn't ended. It doesn't expire until September. He's still in classes. He didn't sign an agent. He has no aspirations to go to to the next level of football. He's good to go. Isn't it weird? What other players are going to come back if they needed them? If 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 I was Jordan Leslie and I for some reason didn't sign with a uh, an agent, I'd be like, "Hey, could I play?" Dude, C. Stewart has the, the need. I know he is the rent a quarterback. Not not just in Provo, in Logan as well. He's there right now. He's at a, Utah State. He's about to throw at their pro day. We're expected to talk to Christian. We hope to talk to him. It depends on the timing there. But he, he has a friend who's a receiver, I believe, Utah State, so he's up there. But it's great that Christian Stewart is in spring ball for BYU. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, more of the QB situation projected to the fall. But Christian Stewart can help BYU get better. Months ago, when we projected and looked at spring, I said, it might be boring and weird because McCoy Hill you're going to have a fourth and, and fifth string. They're on, they're on the roster. They're going to do their best. Bronco Mendenhall said they try hard. But how... How much better could BYU get on offense, and how much could the defense get challenged? Now they can do all of those things. Now when there's the spring game, you have something to actually watch on offense. It's going to be exciting. Bronco Mendenhall spoke specifically after spring practice yesterday about the kind of impact that Christian Stewart brings now to this team. Amazing that a former player with no game eligibility would be willing and wanted to practice. So absolutely helped our team today. Our defense is getting a really good look as to what an active mobile quarterback that can throw the ball looks like with experience. Our offensive players are developing because, again, we can throw it and catch it and and we can run our run game. To recap, McCoy Hill, we learned from Jason Beck, 
has a foot issue in a boot for months. We don't know the exact injury, I guess. We heard foot sprain. Jason Beck said foot injury. He's in a boot. He's going to miss all of spring. Bye-bye. Okay. For spring. So you call Christian Stewart up. Taysom Hill is still recovered. He's in drills, but... He's way ahead of where they thought he'd be, but he's no not 11 in 11 on, on 11. No 11 on 11. So he's in almost reason. everything. But what really defines the practice is the 11 on 11 part. That's why Christian Stewart was asked to come back. He can challenge the BYU defense, and there are question marks, particularly in the secondary. Oh, yeah. BYU, BYU has to figure some things this out. Is a, this is a good thing because it's like, well, several he's, he's going to pick them apart where there are issues. He's He is that caliber of quarterback. If he doesn't. Then that says a lot about that secondary. Yes. He should have a great spring. By the way, Bronco's voice there, that's postseason form. Is he yelling a ton at the defense? Maybe. The defense? Maybe, like it's maybe he's raised right his now. game. He's had two practices, and it sounds like that? <laughs> wow. Robert and I has also had two practices, and he is all about giving C. Stu the credit that he feels he deserves. Man, I tell you what, what a story. I hope that goes down as one of the all-time great BYU uh, stories, that uh, we had a guy that uh, willing uh, to advance the team uh, so everyone can get better while we wait for our uh, younger cubes to to get in and and get involved. I hope that goes down as one of the greatest BYU football stories ever. He's a national champion in BYU football, not 1984 team. That kind of gives you an idea of what the coaches think about what Christian Stewart is doing to help this team. It is unique. He shouldn't be at BYU, and he should be mad at BYU. That's what he should be, because he didn't feel like BYU gave him a chance, and so he went to snow. He said, I'm not going to play here. So he went to snow. Didn't get rec- He had a monster year, didn't get recruited to the degree he thought he would, and then was asked to come back, so he did. He did BYU a favor the first time. Jay Omer, the former strength and conditioning coach. We need coach. depth. We need depth. Hey, we need you. You're good. We need you back. Please come back. He comes back. He actually plays in nine games for BYU. He starts eight. Did a really good job. BYU finishes as a top 25 offense. And then this. So Christian Stewart is a BYU guy. In, in a time where there's some question about relations with former alumni, right? Christian Stewart is doing a fantastic job of saying, no, I'm going to be a part of this, and I feel welcome here. Now, they're going to accommodate Christian as much as they can in terms of letting him live this situation up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> This is the best part of this he's, whole thing. He's not running, like, serious drills and stuff. Like, he, he likes <laughs> to do this, and here's why. Today was fun to get back out there with the guys and just be able to throw the ball around. What are they going to do, yell at me? I, you know, I can do whatever I want out there, make any read I want, throw the deep ball. They can't really say anything to me. Hey, I Mitch, can do whatever just, I want. Just go deep, dude. Just go deep, bro. <laughs> He's playing intramurals with the BYU football team, essentially. Just like, well, whatever. Sling it. Go here. I'm going to tuck. Whatever. Well, he did that against the University of California in his last regular season game. Essentially, and against yeah. Memphis, too. Like, hey, well, let's, let's just go score a touchdown. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to make the read. Why would he ever check down in spring, by the way? Not a single time. Just what if he throws a pick? Who yeah. cares? And he said, I can do whatever I want, which is dangerous. If I'm Robert and I, I'm saying, sorry, what was that again? But it's true. Christian Stewart is expected to uh, join our program as soon as he gets done throwing the ball in Logan for those Utah State receivers on the Aggies Pro Day. We're going to ask him why he feels like Tanner Mangum can 
can be a backup. He got to play with Tanner. He saw Tanner, and not many people have. So we're going to get Christian's uh, take on what kind of a game Mr. Mangum has. Rewind to October 4th, pregame. And we're sitting here uh, uh, March 5th. One, against Utah State, Taysom Hill gets hurt. Christian Stewart comes in. Now about, what, seven, no, five months later, he's throwing at pro day for Utah State, and he's playing spring ball for BYU. This is just a weird turn of events for him. This is, he needs to write a book. Seriously. Christian Stewart needs to write a book about his adventures through college football and how it's still not over. It is so unique, unprecedented stuff. Jeremy, you know what happens six months from today? Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 184. Six months doesn't feel that long. At the end of the regular season, it was like, what? We've gone three months already? BYU, Nebraska, 184 days away, six months from today. College football resumes for the BYU football Cougars. Our Twitter question today, who benefits the most from Christian Stewart playing in spring football? Let's get a couple of tweets in. It's Twitter time. At 49er Coug. I think the offense in general, they can see how potent the offense can be when executed properly. At Justin D. Sweeney says, based on his interview, it sounds like his future wife. Okay? Because he's, like, he's sure, not, go ahead. He's not bothering her now. Dang it. Bothering her? They're, they're not even married. The bothering comes when you get married. <laughs> it's a sad reality, isn't it? Christian Stewart joins us next. We won't talk about marriage. More about football. It's marriage with football. Yes. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us in Las Vegas using the hashtag BYUSN. And coming up on BYU TV today, the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships begin. A full slate of games, four games live right here. Three Eastern time is when it begins. The 8-9 game, LMU versus Pepperdine. Spencer Linton on the call. Yeah, well, wait, that's today? No, I'm just kidding. Wait, what? <laughs> I was never told about this. It's in two, two hours, 44 minutes, man. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, who benefits the most? on BYU football from Christian Stewart participating in spring ball. Who better to ask than the man himself, Christian Stewart, joining BYU Sports Nation from Logan, where he is helping out some Utah State Aggies with their pro day. Christian, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Who is the greatest benefactor of you continuing to play football at BYU? Well, I'm the greatest benefactor, obviously. (laughs) i got to keep playing football. No, I... I'd uh, I'd say it'd have to be the receiving core, especially the younger guys, maybe more inexperienced, like Trey Dye, uh, Devon, and also Nick Kurtz. I think those three will really benefit from having me there. And we saw that uh, in the Cal game. Devon Blackman really developed with you uh, in the fall with the twos. And that happened later. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen this fall. But what was that? What was that phone call like? When I don't know who called you, maybe it was Jason Beck, and said, here's an idea. So, yeah, a couple, maybe a month ago or so, I was talking to Coach Beck, and I was asking, what are you going to do? Like, spring ball, we don't really have any quarterbacks. We're not bringing anybody in. And he's like, I know. I wish we could have you come play come play spring ball for us. <laughs> Just kind of joking around. Well, Monday he called me, and 
He's like, hey, McCoy got hurt this morning. How would you feel about playing spring ball? And I, I didn't know if he was serious, but I was like, hey, I'd love to. I'm not doing too much right now. So he, he said that he would run it by the coaches because he hadn't, you know, mentioned it to them. It was just his idea, and I thought, no way they'll sign off on it. But sure enough, like a couple hours later, he texted me and said I was good to go. So the coaches sign off. It gets through compliance. The NCAA bylaws are in accordance. Certainly the stars align for this. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're not pursuing a pro career. You, you don't have an agent. Uh, what has been the reaction from your friends and family and teammates uh, when you let them know that number seven was going to be back in practice? Well, I know my fiance. she was pretty happy because she knows I'm bored out of my mind not playing football. So she was happy that, that I'd be a little more occupied with my time and wouldn't be on her back all the time. <laughs> so you but, and- um, Yeah, and then the teammates, I mean, they were all, like, super pumped because obviously I'm still good friends with everybody and I'm around, and so they were happy I was back. Your mom is excited too, I'm sure, right? Oh, my goodness. I had, like, a... 30-minute sit-down with her last night. She wanted me to give her every update that's happened. <laughs> She's a huge she football fan. Christian Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation, breaking down his role in spring football for the Cougars. Christian, we've got a million questions, but uh, we'll go with this one next. What do you do as a quarterback now that wouldn't otherwise because of this this specific situation? What do I do now? Is in like in practice on the field? Or? Yeah, on the field. On the field, uh, I think I can be a, a little bit more of a risk taker than I, I normally would have. You know, if I'm preparing for a game or learning the offense, I'm going to make every read exactly how it's drawn up to to happen. But now I can kind of do what I want if I see a matchup one on one, like yesterday, for example. Uh, Mitch Matthews was one-on-one. They were pressed coverage. I signaled him a fade and ended up throwing like a 40, 50-yard touchdown to him, which I normally probably wouldn't have done in the past. But since I'm not too worried about going through the reads, more just making plays out there, I think, uh, yeah, that's how it'll change my game. Was there any reason you wouldn't do this? Uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so bored. School, school comes naturally to me, and just doing school, it's not, it's not enough to fill my time and give me any fulfillment in my day. So I, th- I thought it was a fun opportunity and figured, why, why not? You're going to have to play seven-on-seven seven in the uh, Bay Area, it sounds like, if you get bored from school <laughs> slash when you're working. Well, luckily, my work will be 70, 80 hours a week. So Woo! I hopefully will have my time filled What's just that? There you go. Hashtag investment banking. By the way, we are going to name you our official BYU Sports Nation investment banker. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Christian Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation, the spring football quarterback after his senior season. We've never heard of this situation before. Uh, Christian, describe what happens in your regular day now with football practice. Like, what what are you doing after football practice? So Monday at least, or not Monday, Wednesday, um, I have class at 8 a.m. and 9.30, which is right during practice time. So as soon as practice got over, I just left before they did all their conditioning and stuff. I left, just put on my clothes real quick and ran over to class, got there in time to take my quiz. And I was done for the day at 10.30. 
So that, that was kind of my day. And then I lifted later that day, but that's all I really had. So when you show up at practice, um, you, you mentioned that you don't have to do everything. You just kind of show up and play. Are you, are you are you giving the other guys a hard time when they're doing hard drills or <laughs> warm-ups or whatever since you don't have to do any of that? No, guys are guys are wishing they were in my spot, though, because they see me. I'm just chilling there. I haven't broken a sweat all practice, and they're all drenched from their little warm-up where they have to do a bunch of up-downs. So, yeah, it's a, it's a dream. Now you know what it feels like to be a kicker. <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously. Okay, this has been a great year for nearby high school in uh, the Utah County area, Timpanogos High School, uh, for some specific Timberwolves. Who is the best former Timpanogos Timberwolf at BYU right now, Christian? Well, Skyler, obviously. Skyler Halford. Skyler Halford. Okay, okay. So Skyler, and then, well, it's got to be you after that, right? Uh, I don't know if you knew this. You're uh, still playing. Husband. I don't know if you can count count me anymore. <laughs> it's the third biggest sport at BYU, spring football. <laughs> it's true. How is the offense developing this spring? Because it seems like there's a lot of dudes back on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, our offense is going to be stacked next year. And I think, actually, I know our offense is going to have to carry this team because the defense will be very young, inexperienced, and we play some phenomenal teams next year. So I think that's really why the coaches uh, felt urgent to bring me back is so that the offense can be completely in stride for when Taysom's full speed and we just hit the ground running in fall camp and are ready to face, you know, Nebraska, Michigan, UCLA. Uh, I think it's really important that we develop and get ourselves ready. And I think we will. I mean, Nick Kurtz, and Mitch Matthews and Devon on the outside, those guys are lethal. I mean, they can score any play. So we, we got some big weapons. The, the quarterback situation in the fall for BYU is an interesting one. Uh, obviously, the development of Taysom Hill will be a crucial thing as uh, the Cougars move forward. But then after that, it's Tanner Mangum and, and Bo Hodge, a high school kid and a guy coming off his mission. What do you expect in terms of depth from the BYU quarterback position once fall camp gets underway? Yeah, it makes me nervous, to be honest. I I don't think that – well, obviously we have Taysom, right? Who knows where the state of his foot and ankle will be. We all hope it will be good, and I think it will be, but, I mean, there's no guarantees. And we can't rely on a kid who's been home from his mission for, what, a month, two months? And then Bo Hodge, he's a converted quarterback. I think he played receiver his junior year, so he's still very inexperienced at the quarterback spot as well. So I think, I mean, it'll be imperative that they get Tanner Mangum going right the day he sets off the plane, ready and in shape for a season because, as we saw, backup quarterbacks are a much-needed position, especially this year in Utah. I mean, myself... Utah State had to bring their second, third, and fourth in, and Utah did as well. And I agree with you. It makes me a little nervous because there is talent. They look talented. Tanner Mangum, an Elite 11 guy, people kind of banking on him being the heir apparent. But I don't. But not yet, right? Not yet. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. He will be. I've seen him play, and I've kind of picked this kid's mind apart, and he is a very football uh, savvy guy, very intelligent at the quarterback spot. I was really impressed with him just as a freshman 
But, I mean, we can't bank on him right now. Are you kidding me? He'll be right off his mission. I remember when I got home off my mission, I was like 150 pounds. <laughs> if that. And now you're 170. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 155 now. You know, I put on five pounds. When, how long did it take you, your first year in the BYU system, to feel like, okay, I bet I could get into a game and feel comfortable quickly? Um, so are you talking about... Like, put yourself, I mean, like, I, I want to know I a Tanner. I like a full year here at BYU until after snow. So, so for Tanner, and trying to get to, if, if Tanner is here and something happened and it was October, you know, week five or something, is that enough time to where he would be okay? So I'll tell you this. One thing that helps tremendously in the quarterback position is having the confidence of your coaches. And when you know you have the confidence of your coaches, you feel that confidence yourself, and you feel like you're capable of um, succeeding. I never felt that when I was was here at BYU, just because you know my situation. I was a walk-on guy, and never really felt like the coaches uh, gave me a, a fair shot. But Tanner, on the other hand, I, I know Coach and I love Tanner, so he has that confidence already, and he's had that since before his mission. And I feel like he could get in good enough shape to where, because we don't need him to run around like Taysom. We don't need him to be a running quarterback. I think he can get his arm in good enough shape and be ready to go by week three, week four, kind of how I was um, this past season. And if something, you know, heaven forbid, happened to Taysom, I I do think Tanner could be ready to step in and and do a good job. I think it's fair to say that uh, you have the confidence of Robert and I right now, Christian. You never felt that during the season? No, I did this last season. I'm okay. talking about before I ever played. Gotcha. Um, I definitely feel like I have Coach and I's uh, confidence. I mean, he pulled me aside at the bowl game and just thanked me for everything I had done. And uh, just said, he told me it was a really special season for him uh, to really see how, how well I was able to do and kind of save the season is what he told me. And it meant a lot to me, uh, someone who, you know, never really got to talk to the coaches and never really felt the, the praise of, the coaching staff, and it, it was a confidence booster for me, definitely. 25 touchdowns, over 2,600 yards, started the final eight games. Christian Stewart on BYU Sports Nation. Christian, are we going to see any major differences in the BYU offense next year? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we're, we're huddling a lot in practice. I don't know if they've talked about that at all. Um, not doing as much of the uh, no-huddle hurry-up offense. Interesting. Why is that? Well, I know the defense has been, they want a little more time, probably because they have more new guys, and so they need a little bit extra time to get set up and make sure guys know their assignments. But but I asked Coach Coach Beck, I said, do you think we'll do this next season? He's like, yeah, I think we'll probably implement it quite a bit because we'll get really good at throughout the course of the spring. Christian Stewart, BYU quarterback, and our BYU Sports Nation investment banker in the very near future. (laughs) Christian, always good to talk to you, man. And uh, we'll be seeing you around campus at least for a few more months. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for having me on, guys. Christian Stewart in Logan for the Utah State Aggies Pro Day. What a story. I, oh, man. And, and what he told us at the very end right there, that BYU is huddling in spring football a lot. Now, whether that will that translate might, to the field, right, we that, don't know. That might be just so Bronco can make sure that the young guys get set defensively. They may not huddle, but his comment at the very end with, Jason Beck, interesting. Maybe in the fall more. And that Robert and I already has that confidence in Tanner Mangum.
even coming off of his mission. That's good. That's good. Really good stuff. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we take it Vegas-centric. It's game day at the Orleans Arena. We'll preview the BYU Cougars and their opening round matchup. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV from Las Vegas. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. Coming up today on BYU TV, full slate of games from the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships beginning at 3 Eastern, the 8-9 game LMU Pepperdine. The last game of the day, 11 Eastern, the 5-seed BYU taking on 4-seed St. Mary's. Interestingly, St. Mary's beat BYU in both games. A 10-point game and then, what, a 5-point game? Uh, So BYU trying to exact some revenge. Tough to beat a team three times. Cougars trying to take down the Gales tonight. Yeah, and that brings us to our stat of the day, Jerem. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. St. Mary's and Gonzaga are the only two teams in the WCC that beat BYU in both meetings. St. Mary's is the quarterfinal matchup. Gonzaga is potentially the semifinal matchup. So BYU... Could go on this nice little run of, yeah, you got us in the regular season, but we got you in the tournament. We'll get you where it really counts in the West Coast Conference tournament. Not saying the regular season games don't matter, but it would be extra sweet. They mattered with seeding quite a bit. It would be extra sweet in the WCC tourney. BYU led for the majority of both those games with St. Mary's, and that's an interesting matchup tonight. BYU's senior forward, Ashley Garfield, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Ashley, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you for having me. Ashley, it is. Uh, it was an emotional senior day for you. Uh, you obviously went through the season-ending ACL tear, but you got to start uh, against the Zags. What happened to bring that whole thing about? Yeah, so I actually had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, the day before at practice, Melinda had told me that I was going to be in my uniform, um, but I just kind of thought it was for the senior night effect, you know, being able to take pictures and whatnot. And then um, when I was there that day getting ready, Haley came into the locker room and she just, you know, asked me if that was something that I would want to do. And I said, yeah, sure. As long as I didn't want to be a distraction before the game. I just, you know, wanted the girls to be able to stay focused. But um, it was a really, really cool experience for me and something I'm really grateful for. Uh, the mindset of the team now going into the WCC tournament, uh, lost 4 of 5, but played uh, really well against St. Mary's despite losing those games. What's the mindset of the team going into this matchup tonight, Ashley? Um, honestly, I think we're feeling pretty confident. Uh, as you touched on earlier, uh, both games against St. Mary's this year were very close. Actually, uh, the majority of the time, both of them is kind of towards the end, and so able to play a full 40 game and you know, can, uh, the, the Gone. We're going to reconnect with Ashley Garfield. Uh, she is joining us on the phone on BYU Sports Nation. But if you didn't see what happened for her senior day, if you weren't there to experience that all, that was a very, very cool moment for her. She took this really hard, understandably, because your season's over. You tear your ACL, Career's over. you're done. Okay, you, you're not going to play basketball anymore, but she has been very mentally strong. We're going to ask her about the toughest part uh, of dealing with that. So it was cool to see her get that honor and that notoriety that she had 
uh, against Gonzaga, even though it wasn't a loss, just for her to be able to start one more time, I thought was a really cool move by both teams to, to agree to that. And there's been a comparison to Nate Austin, what Nate Austin did for the men's team and what they've missed. That same thing was with Ashley Garfield, a really good rebounder. Ashley now back with us on the phone. Technology, right, Ashley? <laughs> That's right. Why do you feel like BYU has a good chance to beat St. Mary's tonight when the Cougars lost both of the regular season games? I think that uh, we have a really good hold on on how we're going to defend them today. I think that, that you can plan on a really good defensive effort from us today. And then also, you know, Morgan and Lexi have both played well against them, but I think that both of them haven't um, exactly had their best games against them this year. And I think I think those two can really cause problems for St. Mary's. And then um, I just think that we're ready to play – with the physicality that St. Mary's uh, plays with and really match that. So, Ashley, how have you helped the team during your injury? Um, I still tried to be a leader from the bench. Uh, it's, it's in a lot of different ways. I used to try and lead by example, but now it's being a little bit more vocal and um, just trying to keep kids positive, especially those that are coming off of the bench. Just talk to them before, before they go in, make sure they're in the right frame of mind and, I'm just trying to be as supportive as I can as a team captain from the bench. We're able to see what Morgan Bailey can do on the floor. She's a double-double machine. She's the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. But inside the locker room, what kind of a person is Morgan, and what kind of a special role does she fill on this team? Oh, off the court, Bailey's she's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> she can definitely be a goofball. Um, she She is the instigator of a lot of pranks. Um, a lot of times on the on the road, she has a mask that she brings with her, and we've had a lot of fun scaring the freshmen and some of the coaches this year <laughs> with that mask. So uh, we, she definitely brings a good time with her. Monday night, uh, Morgan mentioned that there was a, a team uh, FHE where you watched a documentary from last year's season, kind of relived that. What do you think that mm-hmm. did for the team? I think that it was a great thing for our team because um, I know for me personally. It was just a, a refresher of how good this team really was and how good we still can be. Um, I think, like Morgan said yesterday, we kind of lost sight of that a little bit with with the recent losses and um, just realizing how many of those pieces were on the same team last year um, that went so far and did so well. I think just reminding us of, of the fearlessness that we had last year as well, um, going into every game just with that attack mentality that um, – we were going to play how we knew how to play, and uh, that was good enough. Ashley, we wish you the best of luck tonight uh, in whatever role you decide to play. I don't know if you're getting your like pregame speech ready. You're going to wear sh- the mask sure, after yeah, the court Maybe or what? you should wear the mask. <laughs> that would definitely uh, get their adrenaline pumping, I'm sure. <laughs> Always great to talk to you, Ashley, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you later tonight. All right. Thanks, guys. That's good stuff. 11 Eastern time, BYU and St. Mary's tonight on BYU TV. The nightcap on day one of our extensive coverage from the West Coast Conference Tournament. We remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. None more impressive than Ashley Garfield, an all-academic team member in the West Coast Conference. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at CougarClub.com. Welcome to the club. Up next, the commissioner of the West Coast Conference makes her on-set debut.
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, broadcasting in beautiful Las Vegas in Radio Vision. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. It is day one of the tournament. We're very excited. It starts at 3 Eastern time on BYU TV, LMU, and Pepperdine. That's followed by Santa Clara, Portland. Pacific San Francisco, and then St. Mary's BYU, all women's games today. A full slate tomorrow as well on BYU TV. Saturday, we're going to do two games. Monday, two games as well. BYU Sports Nation, all those days. Now, a key contributor and the commissioner of the West Coast Conference, somebody who has been working very, very hard and long hours to bring all this together, Lynn Holzman on BYU Sports Nation. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. What kind of preparation, if you can explain uh, in, I guess, just without having to go into great detail, goes into preparing for something as huge as this West Coast Conference tournament? There's a lot of preparation that goes in, and I, I don't think we have enough time, of course, to get into all those details. You know, I'm very fortunate. I have a tremendous team at the conference office. We have individuals that have been working on this. Even before last year's event was done, they're already working on this year's event. And it is pretty much a year-round process that culminates here at the West Coast Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Championship. It's really a celebration of the West Coast Conference. A lot of energy and effort goes into it by, our, by the staff, but also the leaders that we have on our campus our athletic directors and others and and um, you know trying to make all those little pieces of the puzzle work so it's a tremendous effort and we have some really great people that are committed to making this a great event and a great experience for our student athletes behind the scenes and we're very excited to be a part of that uh, with ESPN and the conference to be here for the fifth straight year which is amazing describe a little bit of what you've learned in your first year as commissioner of the west coast conference Wow, there's a lot of things there. Um, I think one of the things I, that I would point out that I've learned is, um, and, and also I would say it's, it's kind of a reinforcement for me, is how important and significant the, the role is that I play, but in the context of really being a servant leader for our membership. The, the role that I play, we have to work 10 institutions with uh, you know head, our head coaches from our various sports, our athletic directors, our presidents, and everything. At the end of the day, we all have the same goal, is to make sure that we are putting the West Coast Conference and our programs in the best position possible to be competitively competitive nationally without question. And that's our goal as a conference. So the servant leader, leader aspect of that is how I serve them, how our staff serves them so they can accomplish what we've agreed on that we want to do as a conference, as a group of institutions, but also, frankly, the role of being the leader in the sense of understanding what's happening nationally, how all the pieces fit together, how we can put our, our schools in a position to be successful in, in a lot of the cases that it's making the tough decisions. Uh, so that I've learned that. I, I knew it. That was part of the position, certainly, and it's been reinforced in the, in the first seven and a half months here. The travel in the West Coast Conference isn't bad. Malibu, San Diego, the beautiful Northwest, the Rocky Mountains, and Utah as well. That's fun and all. But what has been the biggest challenge you have faced as you've stepped into your new role as commissioner? Uh, You're right. These are some pretty beautiful places. I grew up in the Midwest, and I I can tell you when I'm driving that route between uh, Malibu and L.A. going from Pepperdine to to LMU, LMU. you know I'm calling people on the phone (laughs) saying you will not believe what's on the right side of my car right now. It's certainly not Indianapolis, Indiana, or Cleveland, Ohio, where I grew up. Um, But one of the biggest challenges I think this year are it's, you know, I'll reach back to some of the national issues we're facing because really the impact that it has on our programs for the long run here. So the Autonomy Five Conference is 
and the fact that there's some um, decisions that have been made nationally. The one of the most popular ones that we all talk about is cost of attendance. Yeah. And for our programs and where we are financially throughout the conference and and already what's happening throughout higher education is we want to continue to put our programs in a position to be successful. And all of a sudden there's these additional decisions that are put in front of our athletic directors, presidents about what we do to support our programs and in men's basketball and then in other women's sports and everything. That's a challenge. And it's a challenge as we work through all of those issues because we have what's immediately in front of us, but we're trying to continue to grow and build something here for the long term. And the success of our men's basketball programs is a cornerstone of that. That's just the reality of it. We all recognize and understand that, but we need to do this in a way that is not detrimental and actually supports the growth and development of all of our sports. Volleyball, the great run that BYU women's volleyball had this this year to the final championship. It was phenomenal. It was great to be part of that. And we have other programs in our other sports. We are a multi-bid league in for NCAA championships in, in most all of our sports, and we need to continue to sustain that. But as these national issues, that's adding more pressure to the decisions that everyone has to make. That's a huge challenge for our league. Lynn, in your monthly conversations with the NCAA Basketball Selection Committee, uh, what's the discussion like related to trying to get, I guess, multiple bids in? BYU looks like possibly the second bid. We, uh, with those calls that we have with the basketball selection committee, there's two committee members assigned to each conference. So it's great we have that opportunity to have that dialogue. And through that, the conversations throughout the season, it has been for the teams that we know that are tournament worthy, that they need to, they need the opportunity. And because we, the, the, um, competitive level they're playing, their RPI, you know, understanding where that program is and its development, the great stories associated with the programs, um, you know, some of the student athletes, both the, the on-court success and off, the exciting nature of the, the, the games that we play and everything, those are all certainly part of the, parts of the conversation. So it evolves from the data, the metrics, and all of that to actually, um, I would say, more of the subjective assessment of when you're mm. looking at a really great program and whether they're going to um, – how they're going to compete at that level and if they, and if they can compete. So whether this year, you know, those conversations, of course, Gonzaga's of the world, the BYU's, the St. Mary's, the upper half of our league, that's what we've been promoting the whole time. Lynn Holzman, West Coast Conference Commissioner on BYU Sports Nation, live from the Orleans Arena at the West Coast Conference Tournament. If you were to make a pitch for BYU to any one of those NCAA Selection Committee members, what would your pitch about BYU men's basketball be to them? Well, I think one of the things I'd point out right now is certainly the way they finished the season. I mean, they finished the season so strong, and and look at the last game that they just had. So Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, feeling it. I know. Ahead. That's yeah. a great look on you. I love it. I'm glad you you think that <laughs> um, but I, I think that's one of the main points right there is you know they have finished so strong and the result of that and how their rpi has changed and and uh, where they are with the the personnel on the team and hopefully everyone stays healthy all of that but those are all the factors but certainly i mean i think one of the biggest things is how they fi- have finished the season here so these subjective factors that you mentioned those matter to the committee well th- i think they do because at the end of do the they day ask about them or do you just sell them well, kind of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, but we're I'm, I'm, at the end of the day, we, these are humans <laughs> sitting in a room right. that are looking at a lot of data in front of them, and and I I have a hard time believing that um, that in some way any conversations or any tidbits of information that you can provide to people, it's not going to stick in their brains somewhere. Sure, you got to put so a motion. Wanna, you got to sure. put a motion behind it. That's it's not the we BCS. are going to we are going to look for every 
possible angle that we can get any way to help our programs get into that NCAA championship. And if it is making, if it is sharing those little tidbits of information, whatever the case may be about about triple doubles and all these other things, we're going to make sure that they that they're aware of that. We're going to make sure they know how they can see our programs play through our great broadcast partners, ESPN, BYU TV, our regional sport networks, and our digital network, the, the W.TV. And that's also all those things have tremendously helped us for the exposure of our programs. And the, those turn those committee members can see our programs play and back up what we're saying. Clearly, you take a wide angle lens because you have to. I mean, that just falls in the description of, of what your job is. But when you look at BYU and Gonzaga, from a conference perspective, is it better to have a dominant force like Gonzaga be a number one seed or to have a team like BYU come in and, and end the nation's longest home win streak and now put yourself in a position where you're looking at probability of uh, the two bids happening going way up? Yeah, it's, it's, in some ways it's a catch-22 because on the, on the one hand you're looking at seed and then the potential of going deeper into the championship, right. of course. And on the other hand, the multi-bid league. I mean, of course, in my ideal situation, we're getting both. You know, we're getting the, the highest seed possible. Ideally, would be a number one seed. And, every, you know, everything you read right now, you know, uh, that, is in, it, that would be in question. But on the other hand, the multi-bid league, the, the, having uh, multiple teams into the championship is absolutely huge. And that's historically where we've been and where we want to continue to be. Um, it's a catch-22, and I can make arguments on either side, as I know both sure. you guys can, too. Lynn, great to have we you. We want BYU in and dance for us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please just get in, whether it's a play-in game or what. Just just make the NCAA tournament because you know that, that's the big dance. And what's cool about a tournament situation like this is everybody has a shot. That's it's unique to college basketball. Everybody has a chance. Isn't that one of the best things about this game? It's it's phenomenal, and we saw that you know we saw last year with Mercer, and there's other these other great Cinderella stories in which you know someone that you would never expect comes out of one of these conference championships, and then if on top of that they happen to also win a game in the NCAA championships, I mean what that does for the school, the community, the conference, it's phenomenal, and it's a great thing about college sports. We appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to join us on BYU Sports Nation. We look forward to a great week at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Lynn Holzman, Commissioner of the WCC. Bringing it to the set on BYU Sports Nation. Up next, we will update you on everything else going on around BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars have also moved up the brackets, Jerem. Joe Lenardi is loving him some BYU a little more now. Jerry Palm, though, we'll tell you what he thinks. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> Our good friend, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Jerry. This is BYU Sports Nation. Nice hair. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I think your hair is getting a little bit longer. That's a scientific fact. Let's whip it! (laughs) It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Spring ball continues for the Cougars. Christian Stewart has returned to take reps for the offense during spring ball because he hasn't signed an agent and he's on scholarship and it works. Robert and I called Stewart's return one of the great all-time BYU stories. Women's basketball. The Cougars open tournament play against St. Mary's tonight, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific time on BYU TV to start what they hope is a long, successful run through this tournament bracket. The Cougars hoping to avenge an overtime loss the last time they played against the Gales. Baseball. The Cougars somehow open their home season this afternoon in Provo, Utah, where it's negative 23 degrees. They play Hartford today at 5 Eastern at Miller Park for the first of a four-game series against the Hawks. Ah! Softball. This is real. Weather conditions have canceled BYU softball's trip 
to Knoxville, Tennessee. Ice, snow, hail. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on over there. The Cougars were scheduled to play the University of Tennessee and their tournament today. The Volunteers ranked 16, so it's kind of a bummer. That would have been a big they game, They don't yeah. get to, to play that game. The Cougars will play in the San Diego Classic 2 tournament next weekend. They are going to just play Madden, and whoever wins gets the win. That's what I heard is going to happen. I'm feeling a daily RPI update. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are out of the top 39. They're number 40. Oh, they fell to 40? Yeah. Come on. But it's okay. Because you know why? They're still Hoping in good to play Gonzaga Tuesday night. They're still in good, good position. Bump. One and three versus the RPI top fifty. Four and five against the RPI top seventy five. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's decent. You're that's four, a losing record. The f- four wins. You know, I that's mean, good. You compare that to teams like Texas. I mean, who are like two and twelve against the RPI top one hundred. Bracketology, by the way, Lenardi has BYU up two spots. So third to last in eleven seed playing with Davidson. Yahoo twelve seed. Bracket Matrix, 11 seed, third to last. That's kind of the uh, Lenardi thing now. Jerry Palm, first team out. So if BYU, if Jerry Palm is BYU is the first team out, that means they'll be a 10 seed. <laughs> that was the case last year, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, or 11. he's one end All of right. the spectrum. 11, turning train. Yeah, he's Woo! one end of the spectrum. Huge day today. One more time, let's uh, remind the – well, actually, you know, let's do the today's Rise and Shout first. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes – to see Stu, our boy, rent a quarterback C-Stew throw for C-Stew helping BYU run. football. Well deserved, man. Yeah, he's great. And he said BYU's huddling in spring ball. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, interesting. now now let's remind the people what is in store on BYU TV and BYU Radio today. West Coast Conference Tournament begins for women's games today. The 8-9 between LMU and Pepperdine is at 3 Eastern. That starts things off. And then the rest of the day, we got it. Santa Clara, Portland, Pacific, San Francisco. And then the nightcap, don't miss it. St. Mary's and BYU at 11 Eastern tonight. The women's team got a win against St. Mary's. They Lost twice to the Gales. Just win, baby. Thanks to Christian Stewart, Lynn, don't call me Holtzman Holzman, Ashley Garfield, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. What do I throw? I don't water know. Bottle. A water bottle. Yeah, water there, bottle. there you go. Throw Whoosh. a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Chris Mon-